Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello and welcome to Stop Hammer Time. My name is Phil Whelans. Uh, with me, Jim Grant. Good evening. Hello, Jim. Hello. Everything all right? Yeah, fine. Good. Yeah, Excellent. good. Very good. And also, he is the author of An Irrational Hatred of Luton. Jim. West Ham Till I Die. And The Legacy of Barry Green. Here's Rob Banks. Good evening. Hello, Rob. Hi. It's it's longer than I thought since we've yeah, uh, done September one of these with you. September, wow. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah uh, and that was the one we did in Talk Sport. That's right. Yeah. Um, and funnily enough, it was after the Watford game at home. <sighs> oh, yeah. Because oh, I went oh, night. Yes, yeah. it was, yes. Grim, was sh- grim, that was a shocker, wasn't it? Grim times, really wasn't it? really was a shocker. Yes, yes. Because we had been so good for, for 20, 20 25 minutes, minutes in yeah. that game, hadn't we? We'd absolutely kind of just passed the pants off them. 2 nil up, cruising, and just unbelievable. The Rubino for the goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ribinas, yeah. Ribinas for the goal. Yeah. You know, yeah. No, absolutely. Lucas Aid yeah. for the second. Yeah, Lucas Aid yes. for the second. Yeah. <laughs> they said, uh, <laughs> yeah. and in fact they said yeah. uh, they made yeah. us angry yeah. with their flair, so we decided to destroy them. And, to be uh, crushed then. Yeah, yeah. No, I think that is slightly bollocks. We just took our foot off the gas big time, didn't we? Yeah, but also and defensive gifted frailties. Them, gifted, yeah, gifted were, them. You know, yes. Our mismatched yes, defence yes, was yes. was uh, was at fault, wasn't it? Yes. Um, but uh, yes, I couldn't make the Watford game at the weekend. No. You fellas went to it. We did. Uh, we did indeed. Yeah. We had a very good day out. I think we we we, we 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 met. Ooh, just let me say this. Yep. Uh, in the second half of the show, we've got uh, Paul Crompton and Kaj Sohal, uh, oh, who, okay. uh, who oh, made great. the film uh, Iron Men. Uh, they're going to come in in a bit. Yeah, we've made them wait outside. They're waiting outside at the moment. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. yeah. they're, they're in the rain. Because they're they're in the, they yeah. can't. They're yeah, not they West Ham fans. We haven't given them the code. Which is one nine six six. Yeah, West yeah, Ham that's right. That's one right. Yeah, so they're yeah. standing outside in the street yeah, in the pouring yeah, we've rain. We've been abusing moment. them. Yeah. There's yeah. been a bit of a fight. Mm. Uh, it is a good film, though. I've seen yeah, it. I, right. I saw oh, it. Good. Yeah, yeah. Looking forward to it. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Um, yes. So, so uh, Rob and I yes. had a very good day out. Where we, we we met up with sort of Colin and Michelle and one of oh, nice. the two others good. who were uh, 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 on the old um, Colin Mill. Yeah, Colin Mill. Yeah, Michelle, Michelle Gabriel. Gabriel. Yep. 
very good well known to to friends of this podcast very very um, well known and uh, we met in a uh, in a pub near Euston and we, ah, we took on the Juicy Bastard Burger, oh. as recommended right. by, by Scott. But I had the uh, jalapeno chips. Well, I, they weren't offered. Yeah. No, I didn't bottle it. They weren't offered to me. They weren't, Scott they Hall? Weren't, Scott Hall, was he there or had he just uh, recommended? No, he no, just he recommended the burgers. Hmm. He yeah. lives in Malmo. Yes. Yeah. What? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which is interesting. So he spends a lot of time, so man, obviously, man in or around who lives Houston in Malmo, Station. Uh, is recommending. <laughs> yes. <laughs> has menu tips for a pub in Houston. Yes. Where you're then going to go to Watford. Yes. Well, obviously Watford, because you get, you know, the train. This is like around the world in 80 days. <laughs> It's, like, really, it's as yeah. if you had some kind of... You get on the train Gentlemen, from I will wager that I could have a meal in Houston and watch a game of soccer within the same day. Why, impossible! You will never get from Houston to Watford within one calendar day. Not if you use the overground, you won't. No, 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 no that's true. Yeah. As we discovered, yeah. Yes. Uh, well, did um, you have train porn? Not really. It's just uh, we we decided to go on the... Cause the theory was that Watford High Street Station is nearer to the ground than Watford Junction. Mm-hmm. Which is a little bit of a schlep, Watford Junction. I've done that right. several times. Um, Can't remember which one. Uh, yeah, probably Watford Junction because that's right. that's a shorter train journey from Euston. But of I course, see. yeah, and um, it stops at a lot of stops. Yeah. Have to hurry, you, like, Jim. Tedious, <laughs> tedious, <laughs> tedious, <laughs> tedious. Yeah, a bit like it's, the it's, train. It's, it's boring. It's boring. <laughs> yeah, this could be a. Let's move on. This could be a cult. Let's move on. Let's talk about the game. So uh, you had the burger. Uh, <laughs> you didn't have the jalapeno fries. Uh, I didn't know. I'd have liked the jalapeno common, fries. What was it? Yeah, Wimbledon Common Ale. Wimbledon Common Ale. Common Ale. Common Ale. Yeah. Yeah. Made out of Wombles. It was nice. Wombles spit. It was very nice. <laughs> <laughs> I feel a bit sick now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was nice. Yeah. So it was, yeah, good times had by one and all. And uh, so, so then the game. Yeah, uh, I saw. I all I saw were the match of the day highlights. Right, I was doing well, a show that. Um, it was a game of two halves in a sense, wasn't it? Although actually, we certainly. I mean, we do, we dominated possession in the first half, but it was a pretty miserable first half. Yeah, I I we, we had like sixty six. Yeah. We had a lot of the ball. We had a lot of the ball. We passed it around, but there was very little end product. Mm. Um, and uh, you know, we gave away really kind of soft. Yeah, sad little penalty mm. early on. You know, in the right back position where yes. you know, uh, well, you know, we've been going on about it for Kiyoti months. He was nutmegged uh, the week before. Wasn't the week he? before, yeah, mm. he's not. You know, he's he's such a good player, but, but not he right is being wasted at right back in a sense, isn't mm. he? And um, yeah, so he kind of you know, he it was strange how we've been talking just a few minutes ago about the the Watford game at, at I was nearly said Upton Park. Mm-hmm. Um, at uh, the London Stadium. No, no, it doesn't sound right, does it? No. Um, and, uh, you know, to be fair, they, they played well that, that afternoon, second half. And, yeah, they and, did. And, and yet, uh, the same manager and the same team, they turned into a horrible, nasty, Honestly, niggly, they foully really were the, team the that didn't most want negative, to play football Dirty at all. team I've seen in really? a long while. Yeah, yeah. And, and we got no protection from the referee at all. Really? I mean, the penalty, I think, was a penalty. I, mean, yeah. I don't think there's any mm. question about that. But, 
Um, we had several other, not just shouts for penalties, but time, times when players were dragged back. Cresswell was dragged back on the edge of the box very blatantly. Mm. Antonio, um, got, Antonio over, got almost had his shirt pulled off, you mm. know. Um, and it was, uh, and I think his first yellow card was, was slightly down to a bit of play acting from Barami, actually, really, wasn't it? I think he's, he's overreacted to the, oh, yeah. to the foul, you yes. know. And then it's something of nothing, the handball, actually, isn't it, really? I suppose he does deliberately handball. Mm. So oh, yeah, it does. Stupid, I mean, he, but, yeah. Well, yeah, but, you know, I don't think Well, he sort of it. doesn't play to the whistle, does he? He goes, I've been fouled, and I then just think, grabs the ball. Uh, the ref yeah, made, well, the well, made knocks the ball away. I think the ref... I mean, we said, didn't we? We said he let way too much go in the first, yes, in the yeah. first bit, yeah. And and you thought, oh, God. And I thought it was ironic that we had a player sent off in which they must have had four or five, six, maybe even bookings. And you'd have thought, you know, if any if any team was going to get a player sent off that day, it was... it was, And it also was, the fact that Antonio was the one who'd been wronged against so many yeah, times. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So they were a miserable bunch of bastards that, as a team. I really, really, you know... I thought they they had lacked very considering they were a home team they lacked very little ambition. They hardly had a shot on target, did they? Really? No. Um, uh, second half, we proper bossed it. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, we we really was there, did. Was there a sort of tactical it. change for the second half as there has been a few times this season? Um, Lanzini and, Lanzini moved more cent more central. Yeah, sort of that, and, that, that was the change you know, at the, yeah. um, uh, the last game, wasn't yeah. it? The um, moving yeah. him. He started with Snodgrass. The Snodgrass had a stinker. Mm. Um, not you know. I, I, you know, players have bad games from time to time, but he did have a. He, he missed an open goal, didn't he? Just he, before, and he really just well, it was a far end from us, and I haven't seen it on highlights or anything, but it did appear that he just had to side foot a ball into the net, right. uh, which of course Ayu consummately did. Yes, when he came on, how um, did they? affect that change of moving Lanzini into the middle uh, initially because that, because initially the, the last, j- j- just um, switch switch right. with Snodgrass I think wasn't it yes um, yeah, Snodgrass the, what, what was the last home game uh, oh West the Brom. West Brom yeah because yeah. that was we, we we made a big change we went to 3-5-2 from 4-4-2 and that yeah. moved Lanzini inside because yeah. because like we said Pete Ward was saying uh, yeah. oh, Lanzini should come off yeah. oh, he's playing so yeah. badly and he yeah. You know, made one, scored one in the second half. He, but, it, but it was kind of coming he, more. Central. He was fantastic second half. I yeah. mean, he was you know, picking up the ball. He was running at them. They didn't know what to do with him really. Uh, uh, you know, we were unlucky. You know, we we had chances. Antonio missed narrowly with a with a header that you know sort of came up. It was great cross from Cresswell. Mm. who was a bit below par again. I thought he's not fit. I don't think he's, he's not, not so. quite. You know. Mm. On it, really. Faguli had a good game as well. Faguli had a decent game. Mm. I think he's really beginning to grow yeah, good. into it. Take, you know, it takes time, doesn't it? Yeah. People, people want want players to be instant successes, don't they? Instant stars. He always and, looks and all right to me. I have he's to say, decent. You know, I mean, he's, he's got decent. better, but yeah. he looked all right when he came. He looked yeah, like a good you know, and, and just Obiang is Mister Consistent, isn't he? he? Just kind of mm. kind of gets yeah, it stuck awesome, in. He was fantastic. He was everywhere. Mm. You know. Um, some people I saw online kind of criticising Noble. I thought Noble had a decent game again. Mm. You know, I, we were a bet, the better team on any. You know, nine times out of ten on the balance of that play, we'd have won that game comfortably, mm. and we should have won it comfortably. And and three even two, though they had a couple of late mm. chances, we should have won it three two. Three yeah. two. Um, um, uh, Antonio's shot's good, isn't it? The one that yeah. hits both posts is sort yes. Of, and then a, I use for him. It's yeah, a, yeah, you know because yeah. sometimes yeah. the last thing he does is not the best part of his no. game. But that no. was he kind of he bursts through and he's kind of one on one with yes. the goalkeeper and he's he does the right thing, tries to surprise the goalkeeper by going 
to, yeah. I mean, I know he's facing the goal, but, but what would be the near post mm. if he was over yeah. the other side? Yeah. Probably the only bit of decent luck we got in the game, wasn't it? The, yeah, that the, it came the, to that side of the but, post. But, and then but actually, yeah. it's a cool finish from Io. Yes, back, yeah. Back, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. You know, yeah. it's the kind of thing that sometimes when you know players don't expect the ball no, to come no, to them no. and, you know, do bugger up. So Oddly, that's it, the thing that Antonio could <laughs> conceivably fuck up. Is yeah, just, exactly. Just gently exactly. tap it in like I um, But I would say, in a, in a funny sort of way, you know, that might, but that was, that I felt was points dropped, really, in a sense. Yeah, um, shame. We should have won yeah. that game. And yeah. of course, you can look back to the, the first game against them and... Uh, and that was points dropped as well, really, wasn't it? In this but, you know, two nil up and cruising. In the big you scheme should, of things, you know. it's a point away. Yeah, I mean, a point away in the Premier League is yeah. always well, is I was, always I was okay. Looking at our away form, we've only lost three out of the last ten away. Mm. Yeah, which is, yeah. You know that's yeah. decent, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um, I've got to say, the centre backs are imperious. Mm. I, I mean, I mean, Font. you know, Reed. Reed, we've always known is a, is a good player. Mm. He has little dips in form, but he's a good player. But I think Font looks absolute class. Really, he really, really does. Yeah, yeah. I think. Um, yeah, so good. Yeah, you know, good. Yeah, you know, it's a Decent point away from home, isn't it? It would yeah. have been great to, you know, the closer we get to sort of forty points, the more we can start to sort of express ourselves a bit. I mean, I still feel that we're we're a patched up team. You know, we're, we're no right back, no right yeah. back, no striker, no striker. No striker. And, and that and, was um, really, you know, if we'd have had a proper, we would have won that game at a canter with a decent, proper Premier League yeah. right back. And uh, a striker, a yeah. proper striker. Yeah. And, you know, Sacco had been playing and whoever would be a decent right-back player, you know, let's say Trippier or whatever, uh, we'd have won that game easy. Yeah. Easy. Yes, in the, uh, in the film in, uh, that we're going to talk about after the break, the um, uh, Iron Men, you know, the last game at, uh, uh, at Upton Park at the bowling ground is, is discussed and Sacco opens the scoring with just a great goal, you know, and just effortless... Mm. You sort of forget, oh, this is like what a competent striker looks like mm. and someone who knows what their job is, how to do it. And he just sort of puts the goal in. We go one one up, you know. Um, who scores the last goal in that game? Reed, Winston Reed. Yeah, yeah, it looks like it sort of comes slightly clumsy. Antonio off the got the equaliser well, and then Reed. Yeah, yeah. Is it Reed? Well, uh, it doesn't come with the defender, but, but um, De Gea sort of half stops it. and it Yeah, goes in. it's sort of weird. It's, it's a little bit of a, in the film, they only show it once because it's a film, right, okay. not, a, yeah. not <laughs> some coverage of a football match. Yeah. So it's yeah. actually difficult to tell who scores it. Yeah, yeah. is it Reed? I think the Sacco one might have gone down as an own goal, mightn't it? It, Ooh, took a it takes a deflection, but the shot's on top. Is it? Yeah, shot's on time. Yes, I mean... You know, maybe in this game, uh, the next game, you know, Antonio will be suspended, but perhaps IU up front and people closer to him, you know, that could be good because Faguli is coming into his own because it feels to me that, like, the only way to sort of set up and include everyone you want to include is really, and be good, is to have Faguli on the bench and Antonio is where Faguli is, Mm. you know, so Mm. that you've got Snodgrass, Lanzini and uh, Antonio behind your striker. Otherwise, do some kind of 4-4-2 thing. Um, It's a sort of a shame that that, you know, the 4-4-2 change that happened in the second half at Palace also happened after Zaza had left the club. Zaza has scored Mm. a couple of, you know, nice goals for the... Who's he at now? Valen- Ooh, Valencia, Valencia, I think. You know, he's got a couple of nice goals. He is clearly is a sort of competent player, but you know, he was really playing in a kind of four-five-one on his own. You know, the amount of closing down he does in his best performance for us, which is away at 
Crystal Palace. That's yeah. why he was applauded off the pitch. Was the clo- or just closing down really? Yeah, there's not, yeah, there's he not did. much he put coming in a shift into him. He didn't put in a shift for most of his games, though, did he? He stood around. I mean, he, that he was a disgrace away at West Brom. He just stood there, did absolutely nothing. So you know, although he could, he he is. I accept. Yeah, he's obviously a decent enough player. You don't get in the Italian squad without being decent, and he's clearly. You know, and, and we saw him put in a shift at Palace, which makes it all the more frustrating that a lot of the time he just didn't bother. But there is, but it, but equally, I think sort of lineups. You know, those the the two that change against Crystal Palace at home, where we were rubbish in the first half and then scored three in the second half, was simply some kind of reconfiguration that got people closer to the man at the front. You know, in in the case of. That game, it was putting another person up mm. with him. But also that 3-5-2 change, oddly, uh, meant that people moved closer to Carroll in in that game as well, in the uh, um, West Brom game. Yeah. And uh, it's a perennial problem, isn't it? You you see versions of whatever it's supposed to be, 4-5-1 or 4-3-3, where there is a man standing up front who is really just jogging around to keep warm and is not getting any service because no one's close enough to them. Yeah, um, but you could still run around a bit, can't you? I mean, I, you know, I think... That, well, I'm not just talking about Zaza yeah, now. I'm talking no, about that no, formation no, generally. generally. We yeah, saw no, it with Andy Carroll under Allardyce a lot you know, away yeah. from him because I you're, mean, you're, trying to, you're trying to protect your own goal. Yeah. So you're sort of packing the midfield a Absolutely. bit more. But, but the lack of attacking ambition, it feels like a sort of self-fulfilling prophecy. You go, oh, we're not really going to attack their no, goal today. No. Andy Carroll's just up there on his own with Pat the midfield. And when Billich tried it with Carroll against Spurs... Yeah. He went, oh, I mean, yeah, maybe I'll try 4-5-1 at Spurs. It'll sort of nullify their, their mm. attack. But what happened was we didn't keep them occupied in any attacking sense. And we just got at, battered. At, at, well, at Spurs. Spurs this, away last season. Oh, last season. Yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah this season we were good. I mean, we had, you know. <clears throat> yeah. Um, yeah, I, you know, I think you're right. But it's also a question of, you know, where it's, there's that inexplicable way that sort of, you know, some, sometimes footballs don't seem to put the, you know, don't seem to be at it. You know, what we pressed really well. On uh, on Saturday, didn't we? I thought you know, even in the first half when we didn't play particularly brilliantly, we at least put them under pressure. We mm. we got the ball, we yeah. won the ball back I a think lot. You can contrast you know. it with uh, if you saw the Leicester Liverpool yes, game last yeah, night. Absolutely. Um, uh, Liverpool just weren't at the races and they just didn't yeah. didn't play. Yeah. And and it reminded me, I was looking at, it and I was thinking, God, we used to play like that. Yeah, away from home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and whatever you say about our formation, our setup away from home these days, we put in a. Yeah, they worked yes. hard. They worked yeah, hard. Yeah. Those yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, Rob, you have a quiz, but we have going to spend a long time with these guys in the second half. Let's do the quiz in the next podcast. No worries. We? Is that yeah? We'll do it. Let's get you maybe next week and do it next week. I'll come back next week. We'll come back next week. And this is what happens on American chat shows yeah. like Letterman when guests <laughs> get bumped and stuff. Um, but let's do it next week. And uh, and let's wrap up this half, and then we'll talk about the film in the second half. Great. Brilliant. See you after these messages. Hello from the Geek Town Radio podcast, a show that gives you the latest TV, film and gaming news, all from a UK perspective, plus the latest UK premiere dates and a ton of interviews from people such as Suits Lewis Lit, Rick Hoffman. It's crazy. The whole thing's crazy. To gaming royalty like Troy Baker and Nolan North. Would you really take a bullet from me? Uh, well, no, that's that's the acting. <laughs> from behind the scenes people such as the directors of smash hit US comedy Veep. We love Geek Town. My kids wear your t-shirts. To screen legends. Hello. 
such as Mr. George Decay. Star trekking across the universe. For all this and more, come join us on Geek Town Radio, available to download every Tuesday from your usual podcast supplier and from geektown.co.uk. Welcome back. In this, the second half of the podcast, we have a, a very exciting development in that some of you may well know that there is a film about to come out about West Ham United. Did you know that, Jim? Uh, I, well, I did, did actually, you? yes. You, yeah. Um, yeah, Jim, I did. Just, could you feign surprise just to support Do that again. We'll let you that first. support me in the conceit, Would you at least give the illusion of surprise to give the show some kind of tension and shape? Yeah, no, I'll do that. If, yes, I did know that. Phil, can you see that that just doesn't work dramatically? It's well, a, it's very disappointing. I'm just being honest. Uh, you know, do, do it no again. one no, wants do it again. your do it honesty, again. No, Jim. Yeah, I know, <laughs> No one wants your honesty. Do it again. As you know, there have been a few sort of films connected with West Ham in the past. There was uh, uh, the film Taken, uh, in which uh, West Ham players' <laughs> meals mysteriously vanished during Benny McCarthy's tenure at the club. <laughs> and of course, Taken Two, where Mido threatens to find and kill Benny McCarthy unless he gives him those <laughs> meals. There's the film Moulin Rouge, the phrase Mark Noble thinks means how do you do, as he greets recently arrived Guy Demel. <laughs> Slaven Bilic explains to Mikhail Antonio that even though midfield is sorted, there is a way he can still keep him in the side in the film Indecent Proposal. <laughs> <laughs> this is working well, isn't it, Jim? It's doing very About well. 400 yeah, more. Well. Uh, yeah. The story of Matthew Etherington and his refusal to pay Teddy Sheringham his poker winnings is explored in The Fast and the Furious. <laughs> Matthew Etherington was fast. Yeah. Did, did yeah. you? Yeah. Just why, why won't you support me, Jim? Why must you let me down at every turn we take? Humphrey Bogart. Humphrey Bogart. Humphrey Bogart. What? No, it's all right. Carry what on. did you say, Jim? No, I didn't say anything. Humphrey Bogart explains third party ownership to Lauren Bacall in To Have and Have Not. <laughs> laugh louder, Jim. Okay. The story of Simone Zaza's wait for his first West Ham goal from here to eternity. <laughs> yeah. Craig Forrest discovers that West Ham's first choice keeper, Shaka Hislop, is injured in The Petrified Forest. <laughs> Lucas Neal's marauding attacks from the right-back position are remembered in Walk the Line. <laughs> Sasa Illich and Alec McKnight inadvertently create a new sport in Dodgeball. <laughs> a true underdog story. There is, of course, the film Alexander, in which the King of Macedonia, one of the greatest military leaders in the history of warfare, conquers much of the known world, creating an empire stretching from Greece to northwestern India before being loaned to West Ham by Barcelona. <laughs> A film crew follows Diafra Sacco for an entire pre-season in Training Day. As people have been going to West Ham for more than just this season, Phil and Jim describe what it's like where they sit at the new ground in... Minority Report. <laughs> Catch-22, the story of a plucky goalkeeper and what happened with Mark Noble's 22nd corner in a single game of football. <laughs> a West Ham player's memoir of playing at the Olympic Stadium, far from the madding crowd. <laughs> Watchman, the story of West Ham's back four in the early part of this season. <laughs> yes. Raz Van Rat is made into a meal by Benny McCarthy in Ratatouille. <laughs> Robert Lee and Ollie Lee find they have more than a little in common in Amelie. 
Oh, my oh. word. Oh. It oh. came from... That's the best one. <laughs> that's the best one. No, that's very good, too. It came from outer space about the mysterious appearance of a football in the back garden of a family a mile and a half from Chadwell Heath during Victor Abinna's time at the club. <laughs> <laughs> and, and finally, Arthur Masuaku forgets who Sarah Marshall is in Forgetting Sarah Marshall. <laughs> So those are those are some Very of the good. films that have been made. But Very this good. film, yeah. this yeah. film is uh, it's not uh, as good as any of those. It's a uh, it's a belter. Now I watched this film yesterday. It's called Iron Men, and with us we have uh, the director of the film, Paul Crompton. Hello, Hi, Paul. and uh, Kaj Sohal, uh, the executive producer. Of the film. Uh, hello, hello, Kaj. Uh, Kaj and I we have a lot of friends in common, uh, including people that have been on this podcast. Mark yeah. Sandel, you used to work at the BBC. I, uh, Mark I feel Sandel. honoured to be in this chair. Mark Sandel, George Mann, George Mann has been in that chair. Mark Sandel's been in that Mark chair. Have to move chairs, change chairs. <laughs> Because both of those guys have uh, they've moved jobs. Maybe that's the job moving chair. You've I think all, this is what this show the show does, ex- obviously. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. it's a career killer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a career killer. Uh, doing this show, I've been here um, before. <laughs> but fellas, uh, I uh, I watched it yesterday. Iron Men. Uh, it's a lovely film, uh, a brilliant film, um, very very enjoyable. Punchy, about an hour and a quarter. Uh, it sort of charts the uh, latter part of the final season at the bowling uh, and the atmosphere and mood around the move to the new stadium and sort of ends with the first game at the new stadium yeah. and uh, very very nice it is too it's, it has a sort of a wide range of uh, characters and personalities in it from the board who are all in it at one point there's a walk and talk from Karen Brady very professional walk and talk from <laughs> she's got a <laughs> she's got her persona sorted. She's been on TV she? before. She's, yeah, exactly. Um, to uh, a curiously um, uh, urbane David Sullivan, who says almost nothing mad uh, in it <laughs> at any any point, speaks very sensibly, very very sensibly, and very charmingly. And David Gold, who sort of is charming and uh, and has the history of. You know, has the history of his club in, in his blood since he was a kid. Um, it's uh, it's terrific. Um, it's interesting that the 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 sort of vogue for documentaries, um, especially in a way with the advent of Netflix and HBO, we're in a sort of golden age of documentaries. Yesterday, well, over the weekend, I watched an eight-hour documentary on iPlayer about OJ Simpson. Eight hours of documentary footage. Uh, I don't know whether it went out on TV or whether it's just an iPlayer, but um, things like, you know, Making a Murderer and mm. those things. But but um, how many of those documentaries are sports documentaries? It's really interesting. The first film that I sort of remember being a kind of documentary that you went to see at the cinema was that Hoop Dreams film. Yeah. Do you remember that? that as well, yeah. Yeah, you know. It was filmed over six years That's well, right, yeah. yeah. My friend Brad rang me up, you know, like whenever it was, like 20 years ago and said, uh, you know, friends going to see a film Sunday afternoon and, and he went, do you, do you want to see this? Do you like basketball? And I'm like, no. And he went, do, do you want to, there's a documentary on. I'm like, a documentary <laughs> at the cinema? It's sort of that unheard of mm. uh, and it was fantastic it's a fantastic mm. film hoop dreams and then you know in quick succession you had uh, uh, the when we were kings film and then you know this dogtown and z boys that skateboarding film which is fantastic uh senna that's that's great senna, yeah. Isn't it? yeah senna yeah. is there have been great. some good cricket ones as well there was one i can't think what it's called fire in babylon fire in babylon, fire in babylon. Yeah, yeah yeah it's yeah. interesting that you know 
Catch, you, mm. you'll know this as an exec producer of the film. It's like get, trying to get a film away is very hard work. And, uh, uh, f- you know, f- there are films that are trying to get away by getting just any name they can get to act in it. And, you know, the, any minor star they can get to act in it. So the fact that sort of documentaries can come out in the cinema and be about sport, which you could imagine executives being very... Uh, uh, nervous about films to do with sport. Well, there was always a, a certain amount of snobbery about sport. Yeah, and, and and us, you know, all of us in this room as as football fans know that you know a game of football has all the inherent drama that you could get from any any. Form. That's right. Yeah, it's all yeah. in there. You know, yeah, from, that's from the right. highs to the lows to feeling good to feeling bad to to crying to, yeah. to laughing. It's all in there. Uh, but it, it took a while for the people who make those decisions to understand that, that these are just stories that can touch people on a very emotional level. Um, but thank God that's happened now. Yeah. Because it means that we can do the sort of things that we do. And I think you're, you're quite right to, to, to mention Hoop Dreams because that did sort of open the door. Uh, but since then, you know, you've seen so many more. And, there, and there'll be so many more yeah, yeah. That, that will come through. And you, you need the time to tell these stories, I think. That's right. And sport has kind of inherent drama to it. And it also has personalities and sort of, you know, there are characters in it, aren't they? Not just, you know, you're not just talking about women who kings and, you know, Muhammad Ali, who was a kind of sort of, you know, preternaturally characterful bloke. Uh, uh, you know, Mark Noble is a very uh, strong spine in this yeah. film who, to a, you know, a lot of sort of neutrals, people go, oh, yeah, Mark Noble, he's that West Ham player. You know, I like him. Uh, that, you know, he, w- he wouldn't be someone that people are going, Mark Noble, I'd love to, I, God, I'd love to go and see a film with Mark Noble in it. He's, you know, he's, <laughs> Ryan, he's a Ryan Gosling of, uh, of sports films. But what he is, is he's like a competent sportsman that has been good at what he does since an incredibly young age who is uh, the, he's the everyman that you follow through the course of this film. It's almost, it's, it's, it's kind of apposite that he is a good, solid, working, professional footballer because you get a slight insight rather than if it was a history of Manchester United through the eyes of David Beckham the sort of celebrity of the presenter would kind of swamp the project, whereas Mark is the perfect person to take you through the process of sort of moving ground. He's, the, he's like the sort of... He's like the protagonist of it, isn't he? There's probably... He's the character that's on screen most, I would say, in the film. And, and there's something about Mark that is almost like a Hollywood movie, right? Yeah. Bear with me. Yeah, no, I'm with He's you. the local kid well, from the local estate. The Benny McCarthy uh, story. Local estate. He's now the captain of the club. He's yeah. the leader of men. Yeah, yeah. He's up there. And he's, 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 you know, how far does he live? How far is he, you know, was he born from that ground? Yeah, can he? And he's lived for that, he's played for that one team and he's risen through the yeah, ranks. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's something lovely and, and movie-esque about his story. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think that Mark Noble's a great example to bring up because he is... And he's a great guy to be with. Yeah, he's really yeah. intelligent. He's really warm and friendly. He makes a moving speech. You know, he's thrust on the microphone's thrust upon him at the end of that game. Yeah, yeah. Yes. The very final, final game of the match. Yeah, yeah. He grabs it yeah. and he just talks from the heart. Yeah. 
and he's eloquent and he's moving and yeah. people are people are genuinely emotional. Yeah, yeah. listen to him. Yeah. That's yeah. a powerful thing for a footballer. You West cannot Mason. help but like yeah. him. Can you? No, that's yeah. the other thing about yeah. Martin Edwards. You cannot help but like. Yeah. him. Yeah, and there's a lot of very nice behind the just the yeah. behind the scenes stuff in the kind of uh, you know the sort of wherever they those those hanging out areas before they go to play, like the sort of dressing room. And, and he was those. very very generous with us with that. You know, he would take yeah. us in. He'd be like, oh, "Come on, boys, let's yeah. go in here." You know, yeah. well, oh, let me show you this. Uh, and I think we said this before, you know, we said, you know, Mark Noble is is that sort of character that, you know, he should almost be in black and white. Yeah, yeah. You because know, he's a yeah. footballer from Well, he is a kind era. of throwback, isn't he? He's yeah. a throwback in the sense that, you know, he is this one club... He's a. If he if he wasn't playing for West Ham, he'd be watching them, wouldn't he? Mm. And um, yeah. you know, you can understand. And in a way, you, people would would sort of quote Stephen Gerrard as the kind of. But and, and clearly, he was you know a passionate Liverpool man. But it's easy to stay at a club where you're winning trophies and you're being successful. Noble has stuck with West Ham, uh, and I'm sure there have been opportunities to move on. But mm. you just don't see. You clearly he's going to end his career at the, at the, at the club. I, I think know. that final game at the bowling was important for him as a because of the uh, the way he came across and how eloquent he was giving that speech at the end of that game, and how important it was as well, and how many people were watching. And he did such a fantastic job mm. because up to that point. Everyone thought he was a bit thick, didn't they? <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's be honest about it. I think <laughs> he had a reputation. He had a reputation for being a bit dim, but he came he came out of that. Everyone thought, well, you know, he yeah. knows but he knows. Previous how to. ninety minutes of that, he'd been running on that pitch like nobody else. Yeah, yeah and yeah. turned out a result which no one expected. Mm. You know, so it wasn't like he just been sat at home writing his notes. You know, yeah, yeah. what's great about the film is that it's it's you know it's the the plot is moving forward plot uh, such as it is you know it, because it has the drama of a of a of a drama uh, and the beats of a kind of drama. And actually, if you think about the last. Uh, uh, sort of three games um, that it that it covers uh, the last sort of three games at Upton Park. There is a, there's a real story there. You know we win. You know it's, there's a redemption in that last game after especially what happened on the last Saturday, which that was sort of the game that I, there was a lump in my throat when I walked to that game because it's a Saturday three o'clock kickoff. You know, um, and but what you have is a kind of montage of people moving through that plot so you've you, so Billich is in it Sullivan and Golder in it Cameron Brady's in it but Gary Firmage is in it who has a kind of he's he's sort of mitigating any triumphalism because he's this club has been my life. I'm very cynical about this. I'm going to stop going. I'm going to stop doing this fancy and I'm going to stop going. Mm. I am a naysayer. I'm a naysayer. Yeah. For people who are unaware, Gary, he's, he's, the, uh, oh, yes, he's the editor of uh, the fanzine Overland and Sea. Yes. Uh, he's been selling it outside Upton Park with yep. his. With Rob his, broke for it. Yeah. yeah. And uh, he's got his stepladder and he step sells it outside, uh, you know, away yeah, games. He's and, a character. Uh, you know, so he's just pa- been part of the West Ham scene for. Oh, you know, for almost as long as I've been going, actually. So, what's great about it is that it's not just a kind of uh, puff piece about uh, West Ham and about the move. There's a, quite a lot of uh, a, a kind of, you know, a, a, a sort of anti agenda in it, and a very balanced view from Billich, who more or less says, in footballing terms, "I'd like to stay here at Upton Park." I appreciate the business considerations that are making us move to this new place. And he's not, you know, he's not um, sugarcoating that. He's saying, of course, of course, this hothouse stadium with, you know, the stands close to the pitch, not as close as it used to be, but this is a, this is a better, this is better. 
it's better for the spirit of football. But for the development of the club, big stadia, if you want to be a team that plays in big stadia, be in a big stadium, you know. And uh, so it's great. That's, a, you know, there, there's there's that sort of perspective to it. There's a, well, there, it comes he, in. He gave us a lovely insight, didn't he? And, and again, you know, this is not a West Ham film. It's not made by the club. No, you, you know, two guys it, don't yeah, support yeah, West Ham. Well, and, and other, you hate West Ham. You, <laughs> actually, you hate West Ham. <laughs> we were making yeah. it. We had a fight earlier on. Yeah, there was a fight. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember? You, yeah, yeah. you tried to yeah. you, you tried to jab Paul in the eye, Jim, yeah, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, well, really? I tried. I succeeded. You succeeded. Yeah. 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 Something that happened in 1994. That's what yes, it was. It was crazy. It's just a West Ham This equipment we're doing the podcast on was stolen from a branch of Curry's just on the way in. Uh, the, the actual podcasting equipment got smashed up. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. This is all stolen gear we're doing this on. Yeah, well, we're like a sort of pirate radio. Bro- we're yeah. like corrupt FM. You should, you should get Slaven on one day because he is, yeah, he should is try and get him on. the coolest manager that I've ever met. And I've met a few. We he were hoping by far the coolest manager we've worked with. The um, uh, uh, Jeff Turner, the singer of the Cockney Rejects, has done this yeah. podcast, and they played on that last yeah. day. And we were sort of. Um, been a bit less lazy. We really wanted to agitate for Slavin to play guitar with them on the, you know, on you know, one of the greatest moments that didn't make the film, and we could probably tell me about it. So we spent a lot of time with him in his car because that was a good way. Oh, to yeah, tra- yeah. We were travelling from his from his flat in in Canary Wharf, I think, down to the training ground. And we weren't filming, we were all setting up, and, you know, it just takes forever getting anything done in TV, doesn't it? And you're sitting there thinking, is the camera ready? No, it's not. I think, oh, bloody hell, OK. So we're having a chat, and he said, um, do you mind if I play some music if we're not ready? He went, yeah, fine. Now, being a man of a certain age, you know, the managers that I knew who liked music were like people who liked the Ink Spots or Frank Sinatra yeah. or something like that. My aunt managed the Ink Spots. No. Frank Clark, as a Forest fan, Frank Clark's favourite band, the Ink Spots. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, I don't know. Well, that means nothing to anybody. Yeah, no, <laughs> I love the young spots. Late Orient as well, yeah. uh, no, Frank Clark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, he, he sticks to it and he says to me, um, do you like grunge? <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. And we then had a 20-minute conversation about sub-pop records yeah, yeah. and Seattle. Yeah. And why grunge music grew in in uh, in Seattle on the west coast of the states? And I was thinking, I was racking my brains to think of: is there any other premier man, premiership manager yeah. you would have that conversation with? Arsene Wenger, Stuart Pearce, no. Yes. And um, Rob, you've got a quiz. Driving backwards down your own street. Imitation of yeah. punk. He still goes to watch gigs from what I hear. From Does he? Stuart Pearce. Yeah, yeah. It's on the cover of the that. Lurkers album, isn't he? Is he? I didn't yeah. know that. It's a Lurkers live album from the early 70s or late 70s, rather. He's, and Piers he's on is the on the cover. cover. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. That's brilliant. That's anyway, brilliant. That was my little um, aside about Slavin being um, the coolest manager there is. That's almost his kind of footballing. That's his footballing pomp as well, is the kind of <laughs> early 90s, isn't it? So his, so so Slavin's kind of playing peak is yeah. the grunge era, but also the music from that period. He's trapped in time in the early 90s. So you'd have to take this on to other footballing managers, wouldn't you? Where are the rest Definitely, of them Definitely, yeah. The music, place? yes, yeah, yeah. Musical tastes of football managers. Yeah. We're just coming up with documentary <laughs> ideas. <laughs> coming week, up yeah. with them, yeah. like, you know, we're just, we're just spitting them out. We're such a creative bunch of people, except Jim. We're such a creative... <laughs> Such a creative bunch of people. Uh, it's, it's fantastic. Um, uh, we were just talking in the pub uh, earlier, sort of saying that the, there's a, possibly a whole other documentary in the history of, you know, the stadiums repurposing from, you know, f- from the danger of it being just a crisp, packety, dust-blown white elephant 
uh, like some shitty estate in southeast London <laughs> and no one goes around and ends up being demolished to it being repurposed as a football stadium um, <clears throat> with, you know, Sebastian Coe and Boris Johnson and everything in that story because it is a sort of, you know, it's an interesting thing there's no, there's no real time in that film to get into it and also it doesn't it starts with the assumption that that has happened yeah. and well, it doesn't dwell too yeah. much on... I think we're, yeah, we're very clear about what the film is and what it isn't. And what it isn't is about whether the move should have happened, why yeah. it should have happened, because that is a, a whole <clears throat> entire film on itself. Ours was about what is it like for you as a fan or as a player or as a manager to leave what you've done for years and years and years and move somewhere else. Have yeah. you pack up all... Uh, and and yeah. that was enough, quite frankly. We struggled yes. to get that all in. But the- Yeah, and I, I... You know, I would... Uh, you know... I, I would hope that fans of other teams could watch it and not go, oh, West Ham, Bash, or Wang. I sort of hate them because there is... Well, we're, there, we're not West Ham fans. I mean, it's an interesting... Yeah, yeah. Isn't it? Because it's an interesting yeah. thing that's happening. And I think that's sort of the... Um, you know the 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 last sort of quarter of the film after especially the the, the scenes um in the wake of the the last game against Manchester United are very touching they bring a lump to the throat those scenes mm-hmm. uh you know they are uh without well, you know spoilers but uh they 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 are they're very touching in an understated way there are people there are people acknowledging in various and different ways that they will never make that walk again from yeah. the tube station to that yeah. ground, that they will yeah. never sit in those seats again, yeah. that they won't watch that same area of grass again. And some of them have been doing it for decades, you know, myself included, uh, you know, all of us included, yeah. uh, Rob, Jim included, you know. <clears throat> and um, it's quite a visceral sort of sense of loss and of change. And... Uh, in a, you know, in a way, the, the, the lady that, you know, she's, she's moved by it, but is quite sanguine about it, is the 100, the Mabel. centenarian, yeah. the 100-year-old yeah. West Ham fan who is in the film, and you, you spend a fair bit of time with this lady, Mabel Arnold, in the film. And that's, you know, incredibly nice, unbelievably touching. First came in, God knows when, you know, the... 40s the 30s who knows when she first started going well you know if anyone had a reason for not wanting to move it would be her mm, you know, mm. she, she went there with her husband who's no longer with her anymore this memory she talks about going there with her daddy which is such a touching thing Extraordinary. I don't know what it is yeah, but it's something about someone who's 100 years old talking yeah. about their daddy it's such a touching thing just the fact it was his dad it was daddy yeah, it was just yeah. kind yeah. of you know yeah. touching so if anyone had a reason for not wanting to go it was hers because she had a lifetime and well probably two lifetimes of memories yeah. to take yeah, with yeah. her but she went, well, you know, this is what we have to do. I'm going to go. Now, whether you think it's right or wrong, it was just a view in there. And as you say, Gary's in there who doesn't want to go. And that's a view. And you have to respect all of those in, in that film. And I think that's what, certainly, Paul, you, you, you tried to do is to give people that feel. Yeah, it, it, what it is, it's, it's what was nice about doing this film that was quite rare about doing a film like this is that premiership football clubs are very protective over the image and the brand and everything. Mm. There's such a massive layers of people and everything protecting everything because it's multi-billion pounds worth of stuff. West Ham opened the doors to us. They knew it was an important part of their history. They opened the doors to us, they let us in, and... Despite the fact that no one knew or could control what was going to happen, 
they let us film it. Mm. I thought, as a club, they were very brave doing that. And it was very, it's a very raw and emotional and honest film because of that, because of West Ham. And at the same time, you know, we took full editorial control of it and made the yeah. film we wanted to make. And I think that's, that, at the heart of the film, between the lines, there's a really good heart to it. Did yeah, they take right. some persuading to, to, to do that? Well, they knew, were they reluctant to, I to think allow you to do that? Because Karen Brady has a history of being on television, knowing what television needs, she understands that if you go going to open the doors to a fly-in-the-wall documentary team, she knows what that means. At the same time, David Sullivan, David Gold, trust her. So if it, Karen believes it, I think they mm. will do, right. do, will follow suit. And I think it, there was such an acceptance that the cameras are here mm. and they can do what they want. Mm. That's quite rare. You would never go to Man United, Liverpool, Chelsea. Unless no. it's completely manicured and managed and mm. there's PR all over you. Mm. And you say you know? that you came away with a very kind of positive sense of, uh, particularly of David Gold. As a as a proper fan, I, I think there's there's no doubting that David yeah. Gold is a is a proper fan, and I think you know that it, it's clear during the course of the journey that we had with him that you know he had his doubts like everybody else, like just probably all you guys, mm. you know. Because I mean, his story is it's probably unique in terms of somebody who owns a football club. You know, here's yeah. a man who lived opposite the ground. <clears throat> yeah. Yes, yes, he pointed then, at the, you know, they're standing. Know the story, you know, he tells you know, it so many times. Everybody yeah, 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 yeah. The sort of upstairs, yeah. the upstairs yeah. bar yeah. is sort of, you know, has a window out, you know, between the, the, the um, plasterboard, Mm. castles on the old ground and he's literally pointing at his house on yeah. Green Street he's pointing yeah. his house on well Green he lived in that house yeah. and he used, to, he used to sneak into the ground you know under yeah, the thing yeah. and, then, and then he played for West Ham boys and he's actually played on the pitch yeah. for the academy team and yeah. then he went into you know left that and then bought a season ticket and then bought the club yeah, yeah, yeah. there's not many yeah. people who have done that so yeah. you know he definitely is it's part of him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and uh, uh, you know, yeah. uh, Winston is obviously looms large in the film and uh, we go back to his house, you know, where he grew up. Yeah. And uh, so, so you know, Noble goes back to the house he grew up in and, uh, you know, they're all within sort of spitting distance yeah. of the ground. And, and Ray uh, Winston, as you say, you know, again, this is, you know, he, he's obviously a very big Hollywood star and this was because he wanted to do it. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. It was no, you know, we didn't, we didn't pay him anything. We didn't do anything no, like no. that. You know, it was because he wanted to do it. Because one of the things we did want to say was, if you're a West Ham fan and your kid asks you in 20 years, what was it like at Upton Park? What was it like at the Berlin Ground? Is that you can pull this film out and say, yeah, Bang, yeah, there that's you go. right. Yeah, yeah. Right. that's what it was like. That's right. It is yeah. a, it is a really yeah. good. It's a really good sort of artifact. Um, yeah. It's a good sort of. Yeah. It's a good piece to have and you know. in a way I'm a, I, I obviously haven't seen it but from what we're saying I mean in a sense it stands as a there's been a lot of moves in football hasn't there there's been a lot of moves of grounds you've got Stoke and Leicester and all, all sorts um, but this is none more extreme than this in a sense none more ex- in terms of the, yeah. the scale of the move in terms of the sort of um, the, the public the, interest the, the wrench mm. and the public interest yeah. in it and the kind of media focus on it um, and the controversy around it I think you know it, it it stands as a kind of kind of symbol of what's happening to football mm. um, yeah, in in the modern age, yes. really. Yeah, but yeah. also, then you want to have that record to show mm. people and say, okay, this is what it was like. And yeah. we, you know, we were lucky yeah. with West Ham; they did allow us into the tunnel. They did allow us into the dressing yeah. room at the final yeah. game. Yeah. You know, we were in the manager's office and everywhere <clears> else. So you, you do get a feel of the club. And you know, it's again, you know, I keep saying that. What, I think one of the, the the assets for us is that neither is a West Ham fans. No, no, that's right. You know, so then if you're doing that, then if you're making a film, you're looking for the communality, you're looking for the connection points. 
because yeah. so I think any football fan will understand this film and will feel something for it. Yes, no, I think that's I think that is in its favour. Is that it, is that it? Um, uh, it just tells the story. It's not it's not over sentimentalised as it might be by someone who wants to kind of push a sort of sentimental West Ham sort of and we're not selling the, the new characters, ground because in a way the character no no that's yeah, right yes uh, yes exactly it's, it's not just, doing that it's, it's just this yes. is happening and this is what it felt yes like. the pros and cons of the argument go around they circle around and they cycle throughout everyone's strand you know it's yeah. like Everyone's got their doubts. Billich has got his doubts. Noble's got his doubts. The board have got their doubts. The boards express the doubts not only themselves but of the fans. And uh, uh, it's interesting, you know. That's the interesting kind of dilemma that cycles all the way through the kind of hour and a quarter of the film. It's, it's great. That's great. That's what kind of keeps it up. How, where, when, why, which can we see it? Is, this is uh, where I next. hand over to Paul, who's been yes. researching uh-huh. this heavily. Yes, I I know these answers. Uh, yes, so on um, on Thursday this week, mm-hmm. it is at the Genesis Cinema in Myland as a premiere. Ah, yeah. Slavin Bilic and Mark Noble are going to do a and a before it. Very and, nice. And, uh, so that'll be the, s- that the first or the second? The second, second of first March. First is the second of March. And on the back of that, tickets available. One and two tickets. Yes, Trimmersbury. And I don't know if you remember the famous rib man from the back of yeah, yeah, yeah. in the film? Yeah. Ribman is there. Mark will be doing some ribs for nice. the evening. So nice. it's going to be nice. West Ham flavoured. And <laughs> on the next day, you can then download it as a download. Right. And then when the match against Chelsea is, which is the 6th of March, Monday, Monday, yeah. Monday the 6th. From that point onwards, it's available in the club shop and HMV and other outlets, Amazon and what have you, as a DVD and a Blu-ray. DVD and Blu-ray, yes. So you have all, from this weekend onwards, it's like maximum it's options, to, yes. whichever you prefer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Download yeah. or Blu-ray yeah. from from Monday, from the weekend. Where, where can Monday. you download it from? It's like, you can download it, you can buy the DVD from the club, you can download it on the usual places like iTunes, okay. etc. Right, from Amazon. Yeah, iTunes. Amazon. Yep. Amazon. Uh, and it is excellent, and I urge I urge all of you yeah. to do that. I urge everyone to do that. Oh, Jim, sure. I'm definitely going to do it, yeah. Behind if there's me. enough appetite there, Genesis Cinema says they will show it again if you want to see it on the big screen, um, which I think is worth seeing. Yes. Yeah. Worth seeing. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Bleak East London skylines, <laughs> Mark Noble's shitty estate he grew up in. Huge, yeah, huge, thirty-five millimeter thematic. Yes, yeah, IMAX. We should see it. Yeah, if it had, if it had Mido in it, if it had Mido in it, you'd have to watch it on IMAX. <laughs> you'd have to. Um, so it's been fantastic talking to you, fellas. It's a really great piece of work. Uh, these, uh, these are Paul Crompton and Kaj Sohal. Lovely to meet you, fellas. Nottingham Forest and Manchester United, uh, respectively. I believe. Yeah. So I've got nothing to talk about no, exactly. at the moment, but no. uh, Paul's got. But no, I, yeah, no, we, we, yeah, yeah, of course. Mourinho yeah, got his first big he trophy. Got his we first celebrate that as a lovely. Yeah, but yeah. Yeah, my local team is Dulwich Hamlet, so I'm kind of getting local and smaller these days. Nice. Since you I know. sold Henri Lansbury, I feel no connection to Nottingham Forest. <laughs> <laughs> I, I well, well, I'm still annoyed that you've got Antonio, basically. Yes, that's, that's true. Yeah, 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 you should be. Yeah, you should yeah. be. Yeah. Stole from us. 
Uh, of course, everyone loves Nottingham Forest because of Brian Clough, and uh, I have yeah. a, I have a I have a warm a space reserved for them because we of were saying before in the we pub, I have a about, connection with Nottingham. So uh, no, we, we were talking about Brian Clough in the last podcast. Where we, was it the last podcast where he ran on the pitch and sort <laughs> of? Yeah. Yeah. I was at that game. Was that game? Oh, oh, yeah. 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 Was I wasn't quick enough to get on the pitch. What was the context? Remind us of the context of that because we weren't. League Cup quarter final. God, I think Lee Chapman scored three or four goals in that game, which is, you know, in a way, in a way, just amazes me. Yeah, just that it's saying, me want to punch someone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. We were going to Wembley, so we'd won a League Cup semi-final oh, we to okay. Wembley, so we right. had a, a pitch invasion, and, right. and, and Mr. Clough, as we used to call him, obviously objected. To yeah, yeah, he wasn't happy about but it. But the great he? thing about yeah. that, so we hit about four or five fans, uh, yeah. and a couple of them are really good right hooks. Right, some of them are just cuffs, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. a couple of them, you know, could have floored somebody. Is, yeah. And only Clough could have done this, right? Yes. So the next day, uh, the local paper identifies these five guys who've just been hit in the face, <laughs> right? and they get them to come together to, you know, on, on the face of it, for Clough to apologise to them. So they get to get them together in front of the cameras, and in the end, they apologise to him yes. <laughs> for being on the pitch. He gives them a kiss, yeah. and that's the end of the matter. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the way football should be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Good what old a guy. School. What a guy. Old, old, old school. Yeah. Um, used to bathe in vodka. Oh, yeah, towards the yeah. end. Yeah, this is the end. The end. This is. We're moving towards the end. We are. We, have, we're, we're, we should do predictions. Uh, yes, we should. And yes. uh, as well, we're on the topic of predictions, um, 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 well, so one of us was 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 accurate in our prediction of the Jim. You were accurate. The last yeah, game, yeah, I was. Yeah, yeah. 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 Mystic Jim, yeah, yeah Mystic Jim. Yeah. I just always say one one, and <laughs> <laughs> it comes round enough. You know. I, on the hand, on the other hand, am incredibly ambitious in my <laughs> predictions, and I'm very often right. I predicted Swansea one, West Ham four. Oh, I, I know you at home have heard me say this tons and tons and tons of times, but I'm just going to say it to these two fellas because this is like a new audience for me. Yeah. <laughs> Last season, I predicted uh, we went to Liverpool, which we hadn't won in 50 years. And I not only predicted a win, I said Liverpool nil, West Ham three, and that was the score. Yeah, yeah I did laugh at him oh, when I said it. Yeah, Middlesbrough away, I said Middlesbrough one, one, West Ham one, three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Oh, yes, OK. Predictions for the Chelsea game? Yeah, 1-1. One, one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was going to say that. Rob? Uh, <laughs> mm, yeah. Uh, I hate to sound negative, so I'm not going to. I think we'll win 2-1. Two, 2-1, one. Two, one. excellent. Uh, fellas, you can just have a free prediction, even though you're not even fans catch, of the clubs. Be honest, be well, honest. No, I'm going to be, be honest, because it's Chelsea, Chelsea. And, and there's a certain habit they have, and I think they'll mm. just win 1-0. 1-0. 1-0. One, nil. One, nil. One, nil. I'm uh, going to go for the bold prediction of nil-nil. 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 In a good way. Here we go. <laughs> this is this is it. We, we should, we should also underscore this. Smoke coming off, Phil. This this smoke coming off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Roll we should have, really. Yeah. It's going to be like 6-4. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I'm trying with my powers to yeah, help yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. What I, all I want to do is help yeah, people. I, know, I was I wrong about the game of the weekend. Yeah, Watford. I lost a quid I was on that. I was wrong about that. What did you say for that one? 3-2. He said we'd win 3-2. Yes. Watford 2, West Ham 3, I said. Should have won, though, shouldn't you? Should have won. We should have won. Should have won. West Ham... One, Chelsea three. Oh, Ooh. oh dear! Well, that's put a damper on things. Wow. <laughs> yes, well I tend to be correct when I predict a West Ham win. 
Okay. Well, so you're what well, you are hoping. I was. Just, <laughs> this is your version of sort of you know taking an umbrella mm. with you in the hope that that will fend off the rain. <laughs> I was incorrect when I predicted uh, West Ham United nil, Ma- Manchester City fifteen. Yeah. Well, well but in but incorrect. Close, but in spirit, I, in spirit, I was right. If Manchester City hadn't <laughs> taken their foot off the gas, I think they could have banged fifteen. Yeah, 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 possibly. I think yes. they could have banged fifteen. Yeah, 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 I yeah, consider that yeah. a correct prediction. <laughs> For that reason. That counts. Anyway, um, that's it for this week's Stop Hammer Time. Uh, with us have been uh, Jim Gwa. Cheerio. Uh, Rob Banks. Good evening. Uh, Co- uh, Kaj Sohal. Thank Sash you. Kohal. Thank you. And Paul Crompton. Thanks very much. Cheers. Come on, you irons. If you like this podcast, come and join me, Mark Webster, for the Whistleblowers, a weekly show that looks at the topics that all football fans are discussing this week at thewhistleblowers.net. And it happens to be brought to you by the same lot that produced this one. Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.